0: Warning, the following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to The The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities, we work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 19, titled Most Likely 2. Holy crap, this episode. This frickin' episode... My god, it is so fantastic, so brilliant in pretty much every possible way, and I love everything about it. It's so, so freaking good. Like, right from the opening sequence, my god, this opening sequence is, like, just defying every piece of the person of interest formula. Like we have this opening sequence and it looks like okay this is going to be a normal episode doo 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 do. oh we got a new number and we got to do the whole thing where we follow her to find out where the threats coming from or if she's the threat to someone else or whatever do doo 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 do. whatever 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 oh, she's going to see mama mia in the theater oh one of us is going to have to sit through it that's going to suck Uh, whatever, coin flip to see who gets to follow this one. And then out of nowhere, the cab this woman gets into just explodes right in front of our eyes. It blows up and our number is dead in like an instant. Which is such a huge deal, because, I mean, look, this isn't the first time we've lost a number. Numbers have been killed before, but every time a number's been killed, it's been, like, part of a batch. And they're still managing to save some of that batch, just not all of them. But this was the one and only number. That they got. This was the one and only number. That the machine gave them. In other words. This is. At least in terms of the day to day numbers. Our first true failure. That's how the episode starts. That's how the episode begins. And then from that point on. uh, A new number comes in. That Reese and Shaw are assigned to deal with while Finch and Fusco investigate uh, why this woman died. Uh, We know that it was Vigilance who attacked her. We know that she was someone who dealt in security clearances for the government. Dealt in assigning security clearances for the government. We even have a suspicion that this might be linked to the machine in some way. But we what we don't know is the exact thread. What we don't know is exactly why Vigilance is why Vigilance is targeting her specifically. So Fitch and Fusco are going to investigate her office, see what she has in there. And figure out what the hell the deal was with this number who died. While Reese and Shaw do our typical number of the week investigation. Uh, So basically the rest of this film, or not the rest of this film, the rest of this episode, we got like half our number, half Finch and Fusco in DC. By the way, the torture that Fusco imparts upon Finch. Having him as a travel companion is precious. But we'll start with our new number. With Finch and Shaw going to this high school reunion. My favorite part of this, by the way, is the problems that Reese and Shaw have with their cover identities. Because what Finch did was he basically... He basically did, like, a facial recognition algorithm, picked the ones that looked the most like uh, Reese and Sean, made sure the real versions, their real counterparts, are not there. One of them just wouldn't be caught dead at her high school reunion. The other got an all-expenses-paid trip to Aruba. So... We have these cover identities. And there's some difficulties with them. For starters, when we look at the photos. Now, Reese, his looks fine. It it, it genuinely looks like a younger Reese. But then we see what Shaw's cover identity looked like in high school. And it is rough. Like, she has these, like, obnoxious spectacles. Like, braces, headgear, a perm. It's bad. It's really bad. It is awful. It is the worst. It is so terrible. Shaw is not happy. That she's been told she looks like this woman <laughs> It's the best. and then not like Reeses is a walk in the park either because he gets getting slapped by random women. <laughs> random women come up to him and keep slapping him <laughs> It even gets to a point where... He predicts it. Like, by the time the third woman comes up to him, he's like, let me guess. You're gonna... Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when they go undercover. It is always so awkward. (laughs) It's the best. (laughs) Uh, But our number is a prosecutor here for his high school reunion. Shaw is very attracted to this man. And for for good reason. I mean, like, I'm straight. Like, I, I I'm not uh I don't lean that way all that much, but like Damn <laughs> Like I mean If I were If I were <laughs> Just saying Uh so Shaw has like this awkward attraction to this dude throughout the entire episode and was like flirting with him the entire time Uh, but apparently this dude has a history at this high school uh, because his girlfriend at the time died uh, of an overdose in her car and he got accused of her murder and was widely suspected to have killed her In fact, there's specific hostilities with this girl's friend, with this girl's best friend. Who accused him of said murder, uh, gave testimony that made it sound a hell of a lot like he killed her. Like this dude flat out said, this dude killed her, this is why I think that to the police. And so, like, this entire legend has come up with this murder. And this guy's actually being taunted with it the entire time. This guy's being taunted with this woman's murder the entire time. Uh, her picture, the picture of her dead body coming up on monitors at the bowling alley, a uh, mannequin falling. Uh, from the rafters of her, like, just really, really, really rough. By the way, there's also this great moment, I should say, where Shaw breaks into the room next to the number. Breaks into the hotel room next to the number and actually forces the guy occupying it out by saying, Uh, there's bedbugs. there There's bedbugs. Bedbugs uh, get out. And actually causes like a minor scare. <laughs> it's great. It, it, it's really, really good. I should have mentioned that. Also, uh added wrinkle. So, vigilance is also here. Not for this guy, but for Reese and Shaw. Apparently, they're spying on Reese and Shaw to see how they operate. And we find out later that the reason that Vigilance is there is because Root tipped Vigilance off to their location to draw them out and see how they communicate. Because apparently their channels of communication are always changing. So yeah, thanks Root. (laughs) Thanks for that, asshole. So, all of this, and eventually we find out that, wait a minute, our number isn't being targeted. The friend is. Our friend isn't the one being taunted. Uh, Our number isn't the one being targeted, rather. The friend is. And the friend gets a text like, Hey, come meet me. And the text is from... The girl who died. And we find out... Our number is not the victim. Our number is not the victim at all. He is the perpetrator... Turns out, the friend drugged this woman, thinking, oh, well, maybe she'll like me better if she was drugged. Because apparently the friend, like, really, 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 really wanted to get in her pants. And he just kept getting friend-zoned. And he was like, maybe she'd like me better if she was drugged. Translation. I'm an attempted rapist. Translation, this guy is an attempted rapist. And apparently, because he's incompetent, Gave her way too much drugs. And that's how she OD'd. That's how she died. And to cover his ass. He gave testimony. Saying that our guy did it. And this guy figured it out. This guy. uh, Pieced the puzzle together. And enacted this whole plan for revenge. Has like a. Suicide note. Confession. Written out. And has a gun to his head and is going to kill him. Now, Reese and Shaw intervene and they're like, hey, don't do this, don't kill him, don't do it. Uh, you're not a killer, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, right at the last second, right as they're wrapping up, Vigilance attacks and they get into this massive shootout with Vigilance. That is very well done, that is a very well staged action action sequence. And works out, and and happens extremely, extremely well. I especially love this one moment where Shaw basically makes a custom flashbang. It's really cool. It's really badass. (laughs) It's really, really great. Uh, And I love everything about it. Uh, But this action sequence is done very, very well. They're able to take out the Vigilance guys that were sent to take him out. Uh, Our guy is proven innocent. The friend gets arrested. And maybe our guy's going to prison. We don't really know. Uh, but everything's worked out very, very well on that end. Meanwhile, in D.C., uh, we're trying to figure out uh, what this guy, uh, what this woman got targeted over. What this woman got targeted over. We know she gave security clearances, like I said. Uh, Finch and Fusco try... To examine her office, the feds take everything, including a safe. This safe becomes important later. And uh, the government wipes away all the digital records of the security clearances she gave. Now, the only possible way in which we can learn anything is to find out what's in this safe. So, Finch launches his plan to get into the FBI lockup and crack this safe. So, they go into FBI lockup. Fusco distracts the guy with, like, Hey, I need I need stuff on such and such case. Blah, 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 blah. Providing the opportunity to, for Finch to go in. Go back. Check the safe. Do his whole little cracking thing. And... When he opens the safe, he finds a black budget that includes Northern Lights, the government name for the program that involves the machine. So... This is all going after the machine. This is all vigilance trying to go after like, proof of the machine's existence, proof that there is a mass government surveillance program, it is at this moment that Vigilance attacks, that they raid the FBI uh, evidence lockup. Uh, Collier has this great confrontation with Finch that is so, so great. I believe Leslie Odom Jr. is the name of uh, the guy who plays Collier. He's great in this. I I, I really should have praised him long ago, uh, but... He and Michael Emerson have a great back and forth in this. Collier basically reveals that he knows how they operate. He's studied them for a long-ass time. He knows they're made up of Finch, two ex-operatives, and an NYPD NYPD detective. He knows that much. He very much has been able to figure out that Finch is protecting this government surveillance program. And he's very much figured out that, like, wait a minute, uh, you you know what's going to happen before it happens. Uh, I know what you do. I know that you help people who are about to be in trouble, which proves government surveillance program. And all of this culminates in Collier taking the black budget and running away with it as Root rescues Finch and Fosco. So now Collier has the black budget, it's in his hands, and he immediately gets to work leaking it to the media. So now the media is all over Northern Lights. All over this government surveillance program, that seems to have been confirmed. Uh, This one senator involved in it denies everything, and then immediately goes to Control and is like, Hey, shut it down. Shut it down, your program's compromised. And so Control has to obey, and she's like, okay, look. Northern Lights is done. Northern Lights is over. We're shutting it down. It's done. So, the government is no longer handling the relevant numbers. The government is no longer handling the potential terror threat side of the machine. So, now the machine has to reassign that. The machine can't just let the relevant numbers stay. So, what? Does it do? Who does it give the relevant numbers to? Root. Root is now the person handling relevant numbers. Yep, that's where we're at now. So, basically, this episode in addition to very much subverting the person of interest formula, very much breaking the person of interest formula, just goes ahead and says, yeah, the whole dynamic of the show, the whole central world building of the show, let's just completely shuffle it around. Because why the hell not? God, this episode's so good. God, this season's so good. Everything about season three, holy crap. We only got four more episodes left in this season. Oh, boy, get ready. Oh, boy, get ready. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash Archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in, as well as simple as just a push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, tomtom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, uh, which I will be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 20. Talk to you then.